Welcome to another episode of the Bakari Sellers Podcast. Today, I got a good friend of mine, a friend of the show, somebody who reaches out and gives us commentary, good, bad, otherwise ugly, telling us sometimes we got to do better, we need better guests. But now we now he gets to critique his own self, none other than candidate for the United States Congress in the Michigan 13th District. I think I got that right. Michael Griffey. What's going on, my brother? How are you? Good, Bakari. Thank you so much for having me. You already know how big of a fan of the pod I am. I do shoot you texts from time to time. Uh, you've had Magic, you've had Jalen on the show. So, you know, just glad to represent the state of Michigan. Yeah, <laughs> I think, much I think, better grades I mean, than I got. <laughs> honestly, Magic and Jalen, this is probably a letdown from them too, but, you know, we'll, <laughs> we'll keep it. We'll keep it pushing. Look, you know how we start the show by having each one of our guests walk us through the arc of their careers. And you've been a principal, a lawyer, and now a candidate for Congress. Walk us through the steps in each one of your career and how they led them to how they led you to this point of, of choosing this awesome, awesome, challenging task of going out for public service. Yeah, you know, I started my career in the classroom as a high school English teacher you know, after I came out of Wayne State University. I uh, was a high school English teacher in the Pontiac School District, was assistant varsity basketball coach. Uh, so for six years, you know, I taught in the classroom on the ground. Uh, from there, I had an opportunity to become a principal. I was a founding charter school principal in Detroit. When I took the job, I took the job in April. There was no students, no staff, no curriculum. Uh, we took the job in April. We went, we conducted over 75 interviews. We went, met parents on their front doorsteps, recruited them. Uh, we opened that school on time the day after Labor Day uh, with 77 freshmen. And today that school has 600 students with a 90% graduation rate uh, and competed against uh, the Jalen Rose Leadership Academy for, for, for students. They're doing great work over there as well. Um, you know, while I was a principal though, I went to law school at night. And for four years, uh, I ran a school building full-time and then four nights a week, I was going to law school at night uh, without taking a single day off of work. Mm. Um, and, you know, I think what that really showed myself and it actually showed the students that I was serving that uh, you're never too old to learn. You're never too old to grow. Um, and then from there, you know, after I graduated law school, I had an opportunity to work at one of the largest law firms in Michigan where I practiced complex commercial litigation, employment litigation. Did that for five years. Um, had a cup of coffee at a, at a lobbying shop. Uh, then I saw really the real void right now in leadership. And right now, the reason why we're running is because, you know, we believe that we need more people like us, the ones that have their feet on the ground doing the work to represent us in Washington, try to cut through some of that noise. So that's, that's how I got to this point uh, as a candidate for Congress in a very crowded, uh, but very important legacy congressional district, the 13th district of Michigan. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. But before we talk nuts and bolts on your race, let's first talk about your, your district. Uh, Michigan's 13th. Where is it? What communities does it include? And how is it unique among Michigan's congressional districts? Yeah, so with uh, this is actually the first time ever Michigan conducted an independent citizens redistricting commission um, that was nonpartisan. And what that was able to do, it took the redistricting process out of the state legislators, mostly Republican over the last 40 years, and put it in a nonpartisan group. This district is the most uh, diverse district 
I would say demographically in the state and one of the most diverse districts in the country, there's 21 communities in the district, 50% of it is the east side of Detroit, uh, downtown Detroit uh, that goes all the way up. Uh, then you have five gross points um, that uh, is a very wealthy, affluent community, and it goes all the way down to Wyandotte, um, which is the down river areas that's long been represented by a dingle. John Dingle, uh, Congresswoman Debbie Dingle currently represents the downriver area. Even John Dingle's dad represented the area. So um, it's very diverse between east side of Detroit, the gross points, the downriver communities. But in total, there's about 750,000 residents, 21 different cities in the community, in the district. So let's get back to this. I mean, the most important thing is you you practice law at a big firm. You've made money. So why would you take the pesky pay cut to be stressed out and leave your family every week? <laughs> And why would anyone want to do that? And why do you want to do that? So why are you running for office? So, Carl, first of all, I'm going to order my wife not to listen to this podcast. The fact the that bacon, I'm going to call it. Yeah, because you're why tripping right now. Why would you right give now. up making some money to, to do this? And, you know, so there, there's a, um, a gentleman who uh, is supporting our campaign. He's a, a very influential businessman uh, in Michigan. And he, he looked at me. We were sitting down. Um, at breakfast and he said, you know, Michael, I'm going to support you because it looks like you could be doing 10,000 other things, but you want to serve your country. And he said, most of these folks up there can't even, aren't qualified to clean my toilets. Mm -hmm. But you know, the reason why I'm running though is service is in my DNA. You know, I'm the son of a school social worker and a special education teacher. Um, I spent the evenings um, working with my mother when she would, she had a geriatric home health practice where she went into senior buildings and counseled uh, our elderly as they made life transitions. You know, my father, you know, as a special education teacher, spent a great deal of time working with his kids outside of the school. And I think that um, the most rewarding and fulfilling experiences I've ever had professionally were rooted in service. I'm very proud of the work that I've done uh, as a lawyer at, you know, one of the biggest law firms, you know, in Michigan. But I really do feel like uh, being committed to service is something that um, I was I've been inspired to do since I began my career as a teacher. So you have a whole lot of people running in this race. I, I couldn't even I when I saw the list, I stopped counting. I think it's like I don't know if you make 10 or you make 11, but I stopped counting. Uh, talk about how you're different from your competition. Yeah, so the camp, the campaign is rooted in uh, one motto, which is win the day. But, you know, our campaign, we've got a bunch of billboards up around town and it represents the slogan says a new generation of leadership. You know, very rarely. And when you think about the some of my opponents in this race, whether you're a career politician and there's several of those, there's career bureaucrats that want to use this as the capstone of their career. You know, the 13th district is the third safest Democratic seat in the country. And our region, the state of Michigan, and the Democratic Party at large um, should be paying attention to who is going to be representing the 13th district in Michigan. I believe somebody like me, who's worked um, in a variety of different uh, fields, but more importantly, has worked uh, with and on behalf of a variety of different people is what separates me. You know, when I was a founding principal of a charter school in Detroit, you know, when we were going into those living rooms, asking parents to entrust us with their children's future, 
You know, we, those parents were factory workers, those parents were scientists and morticians and everything in between. And whoever goes to Washington is going to have to work with 434 other members. And I think that I'm best situated because I've actually done the work with a variety of different people in the corporate space, in the community space, and education. Let's talk about that 434 because it comes with some practical limitations. When you get there, you might not be 435, but you're going to be like 430-something or... <laughs> You may, it was, it's Griffey, so you might be 420-something, okay? So, you know, a lot of candidates come on here and talk about the legislation they're going to pass, when in all honesty, practically, that's not a reality. So talk about some of the things you'll be able to do uh, along the lines of having, you know, constituent services or a good district office or grant writing or whatever it may be that would make Congressman Griffey successful in governing, given these practical limitations about what a young member of Congress can actually do. You know, I liken it to being a principal. Constituent services is very similar to being a high school principal that with, with diverse constituencies. You know, I had uh, parents, staff, and then the central office. All of them had very competing priorities, right? If I'm elected to Congress, constituent services, having a very strong and immediate response is the most important thing uh, for us to do as a freshman member. You know, this is one of not only one of the, the safest DEM seats in the country, it's also one of the poorest. And it's very important that their representative from, con from Congress really be a gateway to um, opportunities, to services, uh, to programs that are available uh, via the federal government and state government, and to really be that conduit. Uh, I think that what you hear from me is stuff that I've seen and stuff that I've done. And a lot of folks that are in the race, a lot of folks that are competing against us um, are saying things that a comms person told them to say or something that sounds right or something mm. that has a good ring Man, to we, it. I got to tell my producer to add some shots fired in the background right there. Well, <laughs> but no, I mean, the biggest thing is, is when we talk about constituent services, answering uh, to people that you serve, that's something that I've done as a teacher, as a principal, as a, as a lawyer, uh, and as a leader. And that's something that I intend to bring with me if given the opportunity to serve in Congress. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership, visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com, Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Talk, talk to me about your endorsements, who is supporting you, and why do you think they're supporting you? Yeah, you know, one of the uh, top officials um, that have supported me, that are supporting our campaign, State Representative Tyrone Carter, that represents a large majority of this district, Ecorus, River Rouge, Southwest Detroit. Any um, um, fans of the uh, Stars show uh, BMF would know that uh, Tyrone Carter represents that core area 
uh, that, that Meech and T were uh, running the streets in. But, you know, the reason why he endorsed um, our campaign is, you know, I've got very deep ties to that community. You know, my grandfather came to Detroit as part of the Great Migration in December of 1948 because my grandmother refused to raise her kids in the Jim Crow South. Uh, he stayed in E-Course for 60 years until he died. Um, you know, as far as uh, other members, uh, former Supreme Court Justice Kurt Wilder, uh, the Police Officers Association of Michigan has endorsed our campaign. And um, I know all of the work that the national work that you've done with police reform, um, I share very similar sentiments, uh, very proud to have their endorsement, but also being able to being able to say that we're going to partner on, on real police reform that uh, can make the difference in the lives of many being there being the federal solution. Are you are you concerned at all about that endorsement and the climate that we're in and how evasive police accountability is in this country today? You know, I'm not concerned because, like I said, what I'm trying to do is be a part of a solution and actually be in the room to get things done. What you're okay. not going to see, what you're not going to see from me as a member, and I think this is a testament to what I've done uh, so far in my career over the last 20 years, you're not going to just see me talk. And, you know, I believe that in order to get real change, you got to be able to bring all interested stakeholders into the, into the fight. One of the things that I'm super proud of, I'm a proud, this is a proud husband moment. You know, my wife uh, served on the Detroit Board of Police Commissioners, and she spearheaded um, a, the uh, completion for the City of Detroit Police Department for the Eight Can't Wait program. And that required uh, an amendment um, to the um, police code that had refuted, that made police officers um, require a duty to intervene, to make sure that they cannot shoot into moving vehicles, a ban on chokeholds. Super proud of that work. And that was actually done um, in partnership uh, with DPOA and the police union. That's what that's the type of problem solving that I think we need for members in Congress. And that's what I intend to provide. What committees do you want to try to be on or focus on if you get elected? I mean, it's quite clear. Appropriations is uh, would be a top committee that I want to I mean, serve on. You're going to be 423. You know, probably, I tell you what, though, came on the show and said, man, I, I think I'm going to be vice president. I did I'm not say I be, wanted to chair appropriations. You know, I'm I just probably, wanted to say I'm probably going to be speaker of the house when I get I there. I did not say probably, I wanted to be the speaker of the house. Uh, but no, I, I mean, but, but besides that, um, you know, would love to be on, on energy and commerce. I think, uh, you know, automotive is, a, yeah, it's Michigan. Automotive is a big part of, um, our economy still. And, you know, to be honest with you, we're seeing that, you know, Detroit is leading the way in electric vehicle and battery production. Uh, we just saw a $3 billion investment from GM uh, for battery production over the next five years. So uh, those would be the top two committees. Obviously, education is near and dear to my heart. Um, you know, I'd be, if, I, if there's one issue I really want to champion on day one would be universal pre-kindergarten for every child in America. As a principal, children that actually had that curriculum-based pre-kindergarten education uh, were more equipped to be able to read uh, by third grade, which is, you know, the big marker of success. Give me three things, four things that you want to do when you get to Washington. What are the three, three, four first things you'll do? And I, number one should be name something after Brenda Lawrence. But after that, what else you can do? <laughs> you know, my, Brenda Lawrence is my congresswoman. Um, as a, uh, you know, just a, as an aside, 
you know, when I had to do my legal internship, it was with the city attorney of Southfield and she was the mayor of Southfield. I got a chance. She didn't remember me when I told her that I ran into her a couple of weeks ago. She's like, hey, you look familiar. I said, no, that was yeah, like I did. sat next to you. I said, I sat <laughs> next to you in city council meetings. For yeah, a you year. Did, you definitely did not look familiar. She... <laughs> no, but I mean, things that I want to accomplish, things I want to do yeah, is number one is build relationships. But, you know, if, you know, the way I look at, at Congress, and I think it, it's pretty safe to say this is uh, a seniority game and it's a relationship business. Uh, you're not going to be able to to be effective if people don't know you, if people don't believe in you. And I think the way you build relationships is do what you say, you know, um, be a man or woman of your word uh, and follow through. You know, it, one of the other things I think I, I really want to be able to do is really get an understanding um, of, as deep of an understanding as I can of the institution itself. Uh, and that really comes into the form of mentorship. It, may, it really reminds me of every stop I've ever made in my career. I think of Bob Rogers, Pontiac Northern High School is the only uh, coach uh, to win back-to-back state championships in Class A in Oakland County. And then I think of Gene Seaborn as a principal, who was my principal, who mentored me as a, when I was a young principal. And then finally, Jim Rosenfeld, who, who continues to mentor me in the practice of law. You know, I would really be looking to find uh, someone that really has that institutional knowledge so that, you know, I can be uh, the best and most effective member of Congress that I can be. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, Get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. This episode is brought to you by Thomas's. Thomas's presents Pondering the Bagel with Tom. Oh, the paradox of the bagel. Tis crunchy yet soft. Tis filling yet has a hole. Tis a vehicle for spreads, but only travels from toaster to plate. Thomas's, huzzah, a toast to breakfast. How can people support that campaign and how can people follow you on social media? Thank you. Yes. Um, you know, you can support the campaign. Uh, visit michaelgriffey.com, M-I-C-H-A-E-L-G-R-I-F-F-I-E.com. I did neglect to mention in this crowded race, there is a person that is a self-funded multimillionaire that wrote a $5 million check to his committee. 
Uh, we're doing well fundraising, but we won't be able to compete getting our message out unless we have grassroots supporters. So if you can make any type of donation that you can, whether it be $5, $20, it'd be great. You can follow me on all of my socials. It's Michael4MI-M-I-C-H-A-E-L, the word for F-O-R-M-I. Uh, please follow me on all social channels. Please donate to the campaign. We're, we're as the kids say, we're pushing P and we're going to keep this thing going. A couple last questions before I let you get out of here. What the hell is going on in Michigan? I know y'all just got your candidates kick off the ballot for governor and, and one got arrested running for governor. I mean, what's going to happen statewide in that race? Uh, does Big Gretch have a chance to, to uh, return to the governor's mansion? You know, I think... Uh, for, and from our uh, polling, I think Big Gretch is going to dominate in November. Um, you know, there, you know, the, the work that she's done leading the state of Michigan through a global pandemic, um, the jobs that you see continuing to pour into the state of Michigan, uh, the critical investments from um, Ford and from General Motors. I mean, we're talking nine billion dollars in investments um, over the past several months. I think that it is her race to lose. Um, but you know, there is in Michigan, as you know, it's a purple state. So Democrats in November really do have to come out, represent uh, to ensure that uh, Gretchen Whitmer is reelected as governor in the state of Michigan. And it seems as if 2024 will come through Michigan for president of the United States. What role do you see a Congressman Griffey playing in trying to get Joe Biden reelected? I'll tell you what, Detroit is ground zero. Uh, you know, voter turnout is critical. Uh, and you know what? One thing that you'll see from me, like we said, we've been doing this every single day. It's a grassroots campaign that's meeting people on their doorsteps where they're at. We're running a campaign that's not just micro targeting a specific group. You know, um, Black men in particular um, have been largely ignored in, in Democratic politics. And I'll be honest, and I've said that on the record many a times. That's something that I'm not doing. I'm, I'm speaking to people exactly where they're at. And I would plan to do that for Joe Biden in 2024. Mike, we love you over here, brother. Thank you for being you too. a great friend, great, great husband, uh, just great leader. Best of luck in your race in Michigan's Congressional District 13. Michael Griffey, thank you for joining Bakari Sellers podcast, my brother. Thank you.